0: And welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio, and today we are talking about psychics and mediums. And you're in charge. And I'm in charge, is what she keeps telling me. So first I think we have to talk about what a psychic and a medium is. I don't think I know you can Google it and come up with a definition, but I don't care about definitions. I think that everybody has to come to this with their own definition. So I'm going to talk about my definition. I want to hear your definition, which, of course, are just our personal definitions. Does not mean that if you think you're a psychic or a medium and it doesn't fit our definitions, doesn't mean that you're not. It it means that you're defining it a different way. You know, doesn't mean anything, but we have to start somewhere. So let's start with how we see them. So how do I see it? Mediums are psychics. But not all psychics are mediums. Mm-hmm. So how do I differentiate between the two? A psychic is a person who, and I think for the most part, I'm going to say witches or psychics. I think witches do have that. And what that I mean is you are in tune with something other than what we can see, hear, feel on this realm. You have a way to connect beyond the veil to the other side to feel things outside, to be able to understand and feel something beyond what is there that you could see. For example, a lot of people say they can feel the energy from trees. You can't see the energy with your naked eye, but you can feel it. And to me, that's a psychic ability. And that's something that you can work on and you can have it grow and expand and you can become more psychic over time. Or you can decide, you know what? I don't want to be in tune with this stuff. I'm going to kind of, you know, Taper it down because I don't really want to be so in tune. So I think, again, I think we're all born with psychic abilities to different degrees. um, And then I think we develop them or we don't. Okay. Mm -hmm. A medium. A medium does the same thing that a psychic does in that they can feel things that aren't there. They can sense things. But from my experience, a medium is somebody that can... I don't even know what the term is for this in English. You can take on, lend your physical form to a being without Mm -hmm. losing the form. You're still there, but you allow space within yourself to have somebody else have a body for a minute or two and speak like channeling like channeling. Okay. Now I know there are some mediums that do not define themselves that, that way. And that's fine. Why am I defining it that way? Because that's how I grew up. I grew up in a family on my father's side where I saw a lot of this, a lot of mediums. And I'm going to talk a little bit about la escuelita, la catedra, which is where we would meet together, not in a religious sense. It was always to discuss philosophy. It was the philosophy of espiritismo, right? Uh, There was no money exchanging hands nobody paid to be there everybody did a potluck thing it was usually held i actually don't know i'm trying to think of the building that we were in it was in washington heights in new york and i don't really know how they got it how they if they leased it or whether it was on loan to them for something i really don't know so i can't tell you but the adults would go And they would speak, they would talk about different, and they have books, and they would discuss chapters, and what does it mean, and, you know, what did it mean then, what could it mean now? I guess they were doing what we do right now on the podcast, talking about these books. And the kids had a room where there was usually an adult there, and we would play games and whatnot, and at the end, everybody would eat. As we got older, we would be able to go into the rooms. And it always ended, you always had people... Not necessarily on a stage, but I'm just going to say where the the person leading the discussion would be standing up. I guess like a classroom, like a teacher. And in the back of this person, there would be seats. And there would be mediums there in meditation. And you know when the conversation would come to an end, when you would hear something. It was usually a deep breath. And you can't see it, but the mediums have their eyes closed, and you would hear a... And you knew somebody was channeling somebody Mm -hmm. and the person speaking would say, okay, you know, let's give the floor, you know, sister. And everybody was referred to there as sister and brother. So sister, so-and-so, um, do you have something to say? And the person would identify who they were. So they were no longer, it was no longer Scorpio. I was now channeling somebody else. And I would say it is Mm -hmm. so-and-so. And if people did not recognize them, they would say, and who are you? What are you here to talk to us about? And I found that the most fascinating part of the entire discussion. As I got older, I loved the discussion. But the minute I heard that breath, I'd go, here we go. It's showtime, right? The mediums were not paid. Um, nobody there was giving any kind of deep information. Like It was really just connections. It was really just mm-hmm. to tell people. Um, I'm okay or something like that. So the last time I went was one in Puerto Rico and my uncle, my father's brother was there and he took a breath and he started to talk and then he started crying and they had to stop it. My father wanted to come through and he wanted Mm -hmm. to let him, but like I said, that person never leaves the body and he was still in mourning over his brother. So having his brother so close was the person much. it was too much for him. So he was breaking down. So the people there came over and they asked my father. My father immediately retired and they got him calm. And then they said, mm-hmm. "Okay, you're not you're not taking on anybody for the rest of the day." Um and I felt so touched that my uncle really wanted to do this. Like knowing mm-hmm. that he might have an effect my father did not try to come through through anybody else. I think he he felt he'd upset people enough, um, which oh. I felt bad about. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. he didn't. But like I said, the goal there was never to say, I am your aunt so-and-so, and I want you to give money to blah, blah, blah. It was never. Right. Honestly, I never heard a deep thing or a deep warning or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they were there to give advice. Sometimes they were there to give general advice, like we're seeing what's happening on the planet. Don't you buy know, Bitcoin. Don't buy Bitcoin. No. <laughs> no, but seriously, it would be things of that nature. Yeah. And I was fascinated by it. My aunts. So I have, like I said, my father's family has a lot of mediums. Some of them have developed it and some of them are scared of it. They all have the gift of sight. So they definitely see people who have passed on. It's something that bothers my one of my aunts a lot. In fact, when my dad passed away... We had his ashes. My dad wanted to be scattered in Puerto Rico. So we took the ashes to Puerto Rico. And the person who picked us up, one of my cousins, was like, don't tell this particular aunt that I was staying with that you have your dad's ashes. She does not like it. Now here's the Aww. thing that we all forgot, though. She can see. She mm-hmm. knew my dad was in the house. She knew that I had brought the ashes. She didn't say anything. It was probably the only time that she did not say I want these ashes out of the house or I want this out of the house. It was the only time she allowed it. And he was there a couple of days before we were able to scatter the ashes. That's how I see the difference between a psychic and a medium. Mm -hmm. I have met many mediums since then. None of them do what these mediums that I grew up with doing. Mm -hmm. None of them do that. So what do they do? So for them, they are from what I understand, getting messages from people. They're not channeling them, they're getting messages. And again, to me, that just means they're a psychic and their form of being psychic is to be able to hear messages and maybe even see the people. But to me, if you're not channeling the person, to me, that's not a mediumship. I feel like almost every psychic might be able to, if they work enough at it, to get messages. I feel that we get messages when we do... Um, any kind of divination reading. We know what Mm -hmm. the cards mean, right? We know what the cards mean. And we're reading the cards. But for me, there's always a point where I go, oh, wait a minute. And I go deeper. And I can't explain how else to say it, except I've gone deeper into the reading. And I know at that point, it's not the fucking cards anymore. Yeah, the cards are telling me, but there's something else people are telling me. And I'm getting it from them. I could be getting it from their guides. I'm not hearing a particular voice. But I'm getting something. Why are you freaking out? So Gemini is like looking all over the place. I don't know what I've, I've just set off. I had this but. whole game plan. I was like, I want to talk about
1: like the different, like, you know, you you got words for things like Claire audience. And, and I would like to talk about that yes, later. Yes, let's talk about that. But, them. well, here's the thing. This is the reason I'm like frantically looking all over the place. One of the, I joke all the time that, you know, oh, I'm not psychic, I'm not psychic, I just read the cards. But like, yeah, yeah. If you, if, mm, I'm gonna make words happen in a logical way. My version of psychic, the way that I think of a person who is psychic, is a person who knows things that they have no reason to know, right? How they, how they know that information That's, you know, depends on the psychic. But divination is a perfectly reasonable way to know something you're not – there's no reason you should know. Exactly. Um, And I have on many occasions joked, oh, well, I'm only psychic because – I'm only psychic about this or I'm only psychic about that. Like, I've had moments where I've been like, I know this thing. I don't know how I know this thing, but I know this thing. Um, And, like, maybe – it is unreasonable for me to constantly downplay that and that maybe this is a sign from the universe or the gods or whatever that I could be developing a psychic ability that I'm simply choosing not to develop and you know that's just something that maybe we should be more see this is, this is the Gemini Pisces problem this is my Gemini Pisces problem because I feel like Gemini, Gemini Gemini and Pisces are both mutable signs Gemini is air Pisces is water And I say all the time that I have a problem with Pisces, not because I have a problem with people who are Pisces, but because I don't understand, like I can't relate to Pisces as a sign, because my immediate first response to all of these things is to analyze it and be like, oh, well, you're obviously not psychic because, you know, there's not enough data supporting that evidence. Whereas the Pisces energy is just to be like, yeah, you know, I had this like little psychic moment and now I'm going to choose whether or not to develop that psychic energy and be in tune and go with the flow. I'm like... Maybe I just need to be in tune and go with
0: the flow more. You know, a lot of people put down people who say, I read the cards intuitively. And I think we're all reading the cards intuitively. But if you know how to read the cards, it gives you another layer. And I'm going to argue, it gives you the entryway you need to be able to tap into the psychic abilities because the cards are going to tell you something, right? And yeah. I don't know if you remember this do you remember those paintings this is gonna sound really weird transition the ones that you would stare at and if you stared at them from like long enough you could see the actual image like the painting was just like a bunch of little almost like pixels but if you stared at oh, it oh yes all yes, of a sudden, yes it yes I don't know what that was called but those paintings that were whatever I feel that that's what we do when we use divination we're reading the cards yeah. that's those are the pixels. And the deeper we look at the pixels, all of a sudden your eyes just focus and you're like, oh shit, it's a dolphin. Well, it's the same kind of thing. I'm reading the cards and all of a sudden something will click and I am telling you shit that I should not know. That is, yes, I could probably justify by looking down at the cards, but quite honestly, I didn't really get them from there. But you got the jumping off point, the point that you need to focus on the part that this person is asking for. Because if I'm just reading intuitively, am I reading about your job, am I reading about this? The minute you have a question and you focus to read the cards in that manner, now it's like your spidey senses are geared towards work. And the more work words I say, the more I'm able to connect with that part of you and all of a sudden, boom, let me tell you about your job. I don't know if that makes any and like, sense. Uh,
1: I'm such a Gemini because you're describing this and my immediate thought is, oh yeah, it's like when you read the classics and then you get the illusions in all of the more modern books. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yes. But like, leave it to an air sign to be like, ah, yes, it's about learning.
0: No, but that's yeah. what, that also means you had good English teachers. Um, at least one. At least one. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I kind of see being psychic. I know people are going to argue about the mediumship part. They're going to say, well, no. And like, if I see, um spirit if i can hear spirit then i'm a medium i'm gonna say if you can see them clearly and hear them clearly you are you probably could channel them too
1: i always think of mediums as just like people who are psychic for the dead
0: no i mean maybe but that's not how i see it i mean yeah not for me for me a psychic you can you know definitely get messages from the dead you could definitely get messages from the person you're reading. Um, but if you can hear them and see them clearly, you're going beyond psychic. You're going into medium category.
1: Yeah, because I, I I wouldn't want to channel is, I guess, my
0: my thought. Right. I wouldn't want to do that. No, I think some mediums choose not to channel or they don't know they can channel because it's not like somebody can just possess you. It's not like a movie. It's that you yeah. have to allow them entrance. And I, there was one medium, I'm not going to say this person's name, that when she reads for you, she looks to the side, you know, like if you're having a side conversation and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they look over and they're like nodding their heads and then they come back to you. And I'm like, that person is hearing someone. They are seeing them. That is not, I Mm -hmm. think I'm getting a message. No, they're getting a direct message. Could they channel somebody? Again, I don't even know if these mediums are aware of it, but I'm pretty sure if you can see them and hear them that way, you can channel them because every one of my relatives, that channels people, sees and hears them clearly like they are talking to you right now. So.
1: Yeah. I have a broader definition of mediumship than you do for sure. Um, But I think that is also partially because I don't have direct experience with people who channel. I think I've only interacted like with one medium in my entire life. Actually, I have only interacted with one medium my entire life. I've never interacted with that's never, it's just like not a thing that we, we did or do. Um, I did have a really great time with her. It was like, a, she's a tarot reader who read tarot for my aunt. And then my mom and my sister and I all went and got readings from her. And like, first of all, was very impressed, <laughs> like by the tarot reading part. Um, there were things that she picked up on from cards that I would never have picked up on. And that's the kind of thing where it's just like years of experience. It's like, wow you know you get really good at this over time but um and you know what I think this is a great segue because this is a problem that I have with the whole idea of of psychics and mediums is I think especially like in America it feels like a con you know like I we were at this getting our tarot read having this woman possibly be getting messages from or channeling my grandfather and my mother was really hesitant to validate any of the things that she was saying. You know, very hesitant to be like, yeah, I think that's my my dad. And I, I understand why, because we see like these people on TV, like the Long Island Medium and that guy who was really popular in like the early two thousands. His show was on like right before Oprah. I know because I used to watch Oprah with my mom. <laughs> It it was clearly a con, right? Like, you, you, you knew that these people were just, like, shouting out information to a large crowd and waiting for somebody to pick up on it. And so it was like, yeah, this is, like, the thing she said really resonated. She made really good points. She was like, your grandfather wants you to stop buying cheap tires. And I was like, that sounds like a thing he would say, but I'm still going to buy cheap tires. <laughs> but we in America especially, don't have trustworthy experience with mediums Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it becomes a sideshow spectacle or a money grab. And so on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, I want this to be a broad definition. And on the other hand, I don't know if I believe anybody's a medium.
0: I don't know how to reconcile that. No, I know. You know, times have changed. And when we had more time, and I want to argue that this has to change in our society, this idea that we have to work, 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 to the point where when the weekend comes, um, you're too exhausted, really, to do stuff. And the stuff that you wind up doing are the chores that you need to get done around the house. And and then Mm -hmm. this little time that you have left To see people, and I'm talking about, you know, pre pandemic when we had more, whatever kind of lives. I was gonna say more normal lives. Um, When you could see people. When you could see people, and I have to worry about so much stuff. You know, the idea that you wanted to carve out some social time, but you also wanna work on yourself. And you have Mm -hmm. to get stuff done around the house, and then you have to go to work. So maybe you have to meal prep. And then you get home from work, and you know what? I should work out. And then you're kind of tired and you're like, I want to play a video game. But then you have that guilt. Well, I really shouldn't. I should go do blank. You know, we have we don't have time. We don't have time. So once upon Mm -hmm. a time, we had time and we could do things, um, make our oils, buy our herbs, um, spend more time learning a craft, a particular part of the craft, whether it's divination or whatever. Now we have stores and we need those stores. Okay, I'm not going to make altar oil. Right. I go and I buy it. Yeah, And usually, I mean, I remember when I was in the city, there were several stores and you just, you pick one, you go there, you buy your stuff, you get home, you go, thank God. That just shaved off a couple of hours. So I don't have to, you know, worry about it. Yeah, I think the same thing came with psychics and mediums, right? Instead of me taking the time to learn tarot, to find out my gifts, I'm just going to pay money to somebody else. So what happens? I think you have the people who actually... Want to help the community and have decided, okay, I don't have time to make oil and make spells for myself. But if I quit my job and I have a, 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 a business where well, that's all I do, I'm helping myself and I'm helping my community of witches. Yeah. And then you have people who just put up storefronts and say psychic and they wave to you. I mean, at least in the city, they'll like wave and, you know, come here. New and Jersey has so many fucking psychics just like on the side of the road. It's insane. And so everybody gets a bad name. Everybody gets a bad yeah. name. And I'm not saying, I mean, look, I've actually never gone for a reading at a witch shop. I'm trying to think if I've ever... Okay, once. Okay. It wasn't a witch shop. It was a well, botanica. Yeah. Same thing.
1: Slightly different thing. No, I just mean like I think when I think of a witch shop and when I think of a botanica, I think of the vibes are different. There's like a culture in a botanica that I think... Right. A wood shop doesn't have
0: <laughs> But I think that I mean it's changing. I'm noticing noticing that a lot of wood shops are incorporating, you know, things like saints that you yeah. would find in a botanica. And at first I thought it was awful and then I started noticing how many botanicas closed down and I realized, well, it's a one stop shop. Yeah. I mean you need to find everything. So yeah, I'm gonna say a botanica is a wood shop and it's the only time and here's the funny part. I wanted To trust the people there. So I went to a botanica that was very well known. And I went to somebody who was very well known. And um, the beginning of the reading didn't go very well. But I could tell he kept like looking around. Like there was something not clicking for him. And then when it finally clicked, it was like boom. Mm -hmm. Now I did have to pay for that reading. Um, I didn't think I paid a lot for it. I thought it was a good reading. That was also the same one where... And he surprised himself by saying it, where he offered to do a full initiation for me into something Mm -hmm. that costs a lot of money. And he said, I'm being told that I should do this. No. And I love that, though. And he said it would be free. And I looked at him and I said, excuse me. He goes, there's no charge. He goes, I think, you know, exactly what I'm saying. I was like, oh, my God, like that's huge. To be told, yeah. like, her, but you don't charge. So I said to him, I'm really honored. I'm incredibly honored. I said, I have to think about it. And he said, I'm always here. That blew me away, that part. Um, and also because I knew a couple of other things that he would not have known. That So it surprised me, but it also didn't. Mm-hmm. So what am I saying with all this? You have to go to a place you trust, but I think you're probably going to find more trustworthy people in a witch shop because think about what it takes to work there. If you want to have a good reputation, if you're the owner, you want to make sure you have good people. If you're the owner and you're doing the readings, you're dedicating your life to helping people get the right books, divination, information on cards and candles. You have decided, and let's face it, you're not going to have some huge business. Yeah. I have decided that I'm going to help my community this way. So this person's going to know their stuff too. I think that I would trust that more. Although I will tell you this, you never Mm -hmm. know where a good psychic reading is going to come from because I'm going to tell you one of the best psychic readings I ever got. And I don't go to many. You know that. I mean, I think I can count them on one hand how many I've gotten and I would have fingers left over. I went with one of the Scorpios so you could always ask her because she she was like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on here?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: She was right outside. She didn't want to come in. She was like, no, I don't want her picking up on my energy. But she was listening to everything, smoking a cigarette, listening to everything outside. Absolutely, she was. The Renaissance Fair. Girl, elaborate. Okay, so I was like, it was just a really difficult part of my life and I was getting separated from my first husband and I didn't know what was going like what I was doing and it was just like a lot of stuff and I said let's get a reading. What the hell? I, I'll laugh at it is what I thought. It'll just be funny. Yes. I needed a stress relief. I go in and first the woman says, I want you to ask a question here. Don't tell me what the question is. I love that when they say just ask a question, but don't say it out loud. I also love that. So and by the way, she did the reading and she goes, let's pull some more cards. You want to pull out a couple of more cards? And I'm like, oh, my God. All this for, like, what, 25 bucks? Like, it just kept going on. This this reading was not ending. I love it. She was telling me stuff about my feelings towards letting go of this relationship. And the fact that there was going to be somebody else. But that this person wasn't here. And this person lived. <laughs> she basically mentioned my second husband. That's the only way I can put it. Where I'm listening to her going... And she cuckoo. But then when she mentioned the place, I'm like, I vacation there all the time. Um, that's weird. Mm. And like how I was going to meet this person. And I'm like, no. And Scorpio outside is like, did you tell her your vacation in Spain? I'm like, no, I didn't tell her vacation in Spain. Like, I don't know where she's getting this from. Like, this is just really weird. I didn't really put two and two together until, of course, I meet my husband. I'm back in the U.S. I tell Scorpio. And she's like, it's a psychic I was like, what? She goes, the psychic. She goes, she she would remember. She remembered line by line. She was telling me this stuff. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I think I needed to block it out or I probably would not have, like, even talked to this man because I would have been like, what is going on? It was just so weird, the things that she said. And I'm not going to mention specifics. I'm sure people are like, why don't you mention specifics? But that's my private life and I'm not going to mention it. Um, on the podcast. That's your life, not Scorpio's life. <laughs> right. Thank you. That's a good way of putting it. So, yeah. yeah, but she did say things. I tried finding her after that. Of course, I didn't take her card. I don't remember her name. I do know what she looks like. And I don't, I do know she was in one of those caravan things. So I could always go there and see if I, I did go by the caravan, like, several years later. She wasn't in it. That doesn't mean that she's not still there. So, yeah you know i think it would be interesting maybe if i go this summer to see if i can find her and see what she says to me and interview her for the podcast not just
1: <laughs> that'd be dope as hell to like right? a follow up it's so frustrating to me because i listen to that story and i'm like that's the coolest thing ever that feels like fate it feels like the universe it feels like it feels like truly like knowing things you're not supposed to know but then i think about my like my immediate response is but that could never happen to me. And like, what the f- why?
0: Why do I do this? <laughs> because it's not logical, okay? And I think for the most part, we all function in the logical realm. We want I to believe so in yeah. the other realm. But even as witches, even as people who constantly- this is the shit we do. We are constantly working with things that we can't explain. And we're very comfortable in it. But we're also the most skeptical. And you've said this in other podcasts. We're the ones that are going to say, yeah, you're full of crap. Meanwhile, why does that person have to be full of crap? So, I mean, it was very bizarre. I didn't think I would get a reading like that from the Renaissance Fair. Why am I saying this? Because while I will probably trust my gut and say I will trust a store that I have gone to multiple times that people have gone to, that people say is really good, I'm going to trust their readers more than a Renaissance Fair reader. But it turns out you could have a good reader anywhere. That means psychics are everywhere. So again I don't think she's a medium by my definition Um, but I don't know.
1: I do think you make a good point about the stores because part of the reason we did we chose this topic for the podcast in general is because we just read a book by Lori Cabot and Lori Cabot had a store in Salem has a store in Salem for years. I mean at this point it's 40 I think it's been a long time and Lori Cabot is a proponent of like getting into an alpha state she talked about psychic abilities in the book and she literally helped police departments to try and find missing persons using her psychic abilities so obviously this is a big part of the witch community and it's not surprising to me that it would be present in stores right if you're gonna have a witch store it's kind of like a duh that you would have someone doing readings or or acting in a psychic manner.
0: Yeah, if people don't know, in 1991, there was an artist in Salem, uh, Martha Brailsford, who went missing after she went sailing. And she went with her neighbor and her neighbor was the number one suspect. So Lori Cabot says she went into her alpha state to have a vision that... The woman had been on her boat that the guy had come on to her that she had said no 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 and that he became angry and he's like hit her over the head with a blunt object um they she told investigators that the body was still anchored underwater and that it was near a small like little island with a lighthouse that was within view so within hours of laurie's vision a lobster fisherman found the body attached to a fishing net as predicted, an anchor was tied to her foot. So if you think that's weird, no. It gets deeper than this. So turns out that after they found the body, the, her neighbor, this guy Tom, took off. He was like, uh-oh, like, jigs up, gotta yeah, get out Yeah, I'm out of here. here. <laughs> and so they didn't know where he was. So what did they do? They went to Lori. And Lori did it again. And she... This time, though, she did a, a spell to like stop him and she got like this, she did a poppet, a straw poppet. And she called it, you know, this guy's name and she wrapped it with a white cord. And then she went into her alpha state. So, first she wanted to kind of like stop him a little bit, I guess mm-hmm. to like narrow it down. Where could he be? If he's on the run, is he moving or can she just like put him in one spot to, you know, to find him? And she told the people he's shaved his mustache and he's on his way to Canada. Like that's his, that's his game plan. So what happened? So three days after that, a police officer in a town near the Canadian border, they went to a cabin because the uh, locals had like called police saying, Hey, there's like this cabin looks like somebody forced their way in. And sure enough, they got there. The man had shaved his mustache and he was on his way to Canada.
1: Oh my God.
0: Lori fucking Cabot. But here's the thing. We don't really hear about that that much, do we?
1: No, it's, it's a joke or, like, in a movie. Like, nobody – and fair. I get it. I – oh, I'm such a Gemini because I – it's cool and I love it. And I'm like, wow, Lori Cabot, you're amazing. But if I remove myself from Lori Cabot and I just think, would I trust a psychic if I was, like, trying to find a loved one? No, I probably wouldn't. Not that I – not that I would trust the cops because we got a whole – Frick ton of missing people.
0: That's a but, completely um, different subject matter now.
1: Yeah, that's a whole separate whole separate problem. Different
0: episode. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and you know what? I do think part of it comes down to just how broad and complicated psychicness is because for me, I know clairaudience hearing things, clairvoyance seeing things, clairsentience feeling things, and claircognizance knowing things. But channeling is a separate thing than that, right? There's psychic abilities as an umbrella can be so broad that I don't, I don't know where my emotional cutoff is. So I think I just cut it all off.
0: I think also we cut things off because there's nobody to talk to about it. So you start to also feel weird about this stuff. Yes. And one of the things, I mean, not that we want to keep going back to Lori Cabot's book, but you know, it's a good book. Um, yes, she mentions that kids, Your kids are more in tune with this stuff. Yeah. And little by little, we start cutting that off, just like we start cutting off the creativity because, hey, focus on math. It's important. You know what? Focusing on your psychic abilities, if you have them and you, and you can figure out what your child's psychic ability is because they're verbal about it and you allow them to be verbal might lead to like happier people. Because they're not cutting yeah. off any particular part of who they are. So that if they can come home to you and say, mom, I saw like this. And you don't go, oh, come on, Billy. Like, that's not a thing. Like, just go, really? Yeah. Like, listen to your kid. Especially if you're a witch. If you're going to be a witch mom. Yeah. You know, try not to, I think, try not to fall into those traps. Because one of the things for me, and by the way, you're going to say to yourself, that's going to make my kid the weirdo. I have an answer for that. Yeah, I was the weirdo. I'm not going to say I wasn't the weirdo in my school. Yeah. Um, And I've mentioned this story before where I pretended to be Catholic because it got uncomfortable. And I was in all of the third or fourth grade when I made that determination that I would no longer try to tell people my beliefs Mm -hmm. or what I thought or what I did or what my family did. I hid under Christianity. It was very easy. You know, especially as a Latina person, it was expected that I'd be Catholic. Yeah. So... It was fine, at least in my neighborhood. I'm sure in others you might have been Pentecostal or whatever. But in my neighborhood, it was expected to be Catholic, so that's what I hid under. But at home, at home I wasn't the weirdo. At home I could tell my mom, mm-hmm. you know. My brother, my, my grandfather, I knew how to astral project, my father's father. And my brother learned. I never. They, they tried with me. I'm not doing it. I'm just, I, whatever it is, I can't do it, right? <laughs> So, when he moved out, I remember being at home watching TV and going, hmm? And I'd look over and I'm like, Ma, because I'd see him. I'm like, Ricardo's here. And before she could even come into the room, the phone would be ringing Mm -hmm. and it'd be him, you know? And she's like, she saw you. And my brother would just laugh. Okay. I can't imagine seeing stuff like that and not being able to tell my mother and have my mother go, You're not seeing him, dear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, again, I figured out how to hide. And my parents never told me to hide who I was. So I'm not telling you, if you have a magical child, to tell them, hide from everybody else. Don't do that. Because there's nothing wrong with who they are. I knew there was nothing wrong with what I was. I just knew at a young age, I don't want to do this. It's too hard to have to explain. And in my mind, they weren't smart enough to get it. And that's really how I felt as a kid.
1: That's how you feel now, too.
0: Well, yeah. And here's the thing. I'm right. (laughs) With most folks, I'm We've never been wrong ever. But, you know, so I'm going to say that it helped me. And and, you know what? I think it helped me to be an opinionated person, not a pig-headed person, because I will admit when I'm wrong. A little bit, you know, a little bit pigheaded, but I've admitted when <laughs> I'm wrong. I've admitted on the podcast when I'm wrong, um, but it definitely gave me a sense of self and a sense sense of grounding, and a sense that my parents had my back, and that yeah. I could tell them anything. Now, does that mean I really could? No, as a teenager, I still knew things that I shouldn't be doing. Like you shouldn't be going out drinking if you were underage, and we all do it. So I'm not saying you have that kind of open that my parents were open to anything. I had rules, Mm -hmm. but when it came to the core of who I was, not me as a teenager acting out the way all teenagers do. Yeah.
1: Just they saw you as a person and validated
0: you as a person. Right. And this whole idea of, you know, spirituality and everything, it was going to be different for everybody, and I knew that. And that mm-hmm. what I saw or what I thought I saw were valid things that were actually happening, and I was never told to stop or to not think about stuff. My mother always did, as, we, as I grew up, we always had age-appropriate conversations about what things might mean. And mm-hmm. it did come to a point when I was a teen when she said to me, you have to start taking responsibility for this now. In other words, you have to learn how to protect yourself. Because once you become an adult, I can still protect you, but it's not going to be as strong. As a child, I have complete protection over you. Like nobody can interfere with Mm -hmm. that. But as an adult, you're going to make decisions and meet people and you have to know how to protect yourself. So as I got older, I wasn't scared of that. Like I knew that it was going to be up to me to do Mm -hmm. the work. But as a kid, I was allowed to explore and to understand stuff. And, um, and I told you about the dead girl that was my friend. Did I mention that on the podcast? Yes, you did okay. mention it on the podcast. I don't remember so, what episode. Okay, but, you know, just really quickly, there was a girl that I thought I had met in a cemetery place I used to play there uh, when I was in Puerto Rico with my cousins, and my aunt, one of the mediums, was the one my mother did not see the, the child, but my aunt said she's not welcomed here anymore. I'm sorry. She never told me, That I was invalid or that this girl wasn't real or that she was, Mm -hmm. she just said, she's not invited here anymore. I'm sorry, but she can't come here. She's the one who told my mom that little girl is confused. She doesn't realize she's passed on and she really shouldn't be hanging out with her because she needs Mm -hmm. to go pass on. So, you know, I, that's the family I came from a family who just accepted what I saw and what I did as normal. And I think that even if your child is the weirdo, if you allow them to be their authentic selves at home. They're going to be strong enough to deal with whatever people can throw at them.
1: And I would I would go so far as to say that this feels like a really, um, a really useful tool for, like, adult witches in shadow work and reparenting. Because I think a lot of us in society right now are, are realizing, you know, maybe we do need to reparent ourselves or heal our inner child or even, for some of us, our inner teenager. And allowing yourself the opportunity to explore – the idea of psychicness can be a way to kind of process, okay, well, what did, what did I see? What did happen when I was younger? And, and how was it taken from me by the expectations of adult society? You know, um, I don't, I, I don't have a lot of memories of childhood. So I don't think that I have anything looking back that I'm like, particularly... This was a psychic moment. But sometimes just allowing yourself the opportunity to be like, this is a thing that happened. And, like, this is morally neutral. Being psychic is morally neutral. Yeah. It's not good. It's not bad. This is a thing that happened. Process it in that way. And, like, maybe that would allow some of us to be more open, to be more in tune with whatever possible – hypothetical psychic abilities we may or may not have. Yeah, I like that. I do also think going back though. Part of this is capitalism is a plague because <laughs> part of part of psychic ability, the idea of being in tune and knowing things that you don't know is you you need to be able to relax. Right? You can't do you, you can't do meditative work or spiritual work or even just, like, restorative work for yourself if your freaking adrenals are off the roof because you're so stressed out by the world that we live in. And uh, I, don't, I don't always have a good answer for that. You know, rest is important. I'm, I talk about the nap ministry on Instagram all the time. I think that they do really great work, especially for people of color and black people specifically. But it's really hard to find the time to, to make the space for yourself to allow that connection
0: and I think we also have to, we're going to talk about this capitalist society, we have to also recognize that even if you have never stopped because of the crazy that this Omicron um, is doing to us now and just the pandemic in general what it's done to our lives people say well we've had time now that's not the same yeah when we were at first shut down and shut in that's not the same as you saying you know what i'm taking a break i'm going to take a month just for me and i'm going to get stuff done that's you on purpose purposely saying i'm shutting out from society for a bit because i need to do this for me being told that there's something out there and at first we didn't know Do you wear a mask? Do you not wear a mask? Uh, Is it in the air? Is it on your groceries? I mean, when you think about all the information in the beginning that was coming at us that we're still trying to process and figure out, Mm -hmm. um, we're not okay. So to say, well, we've had all this time. God, I've had all this time and I didn't do anything. Yeah, you did. You survived it. Preach. And that's the most important thing you can do. We'll get there. So I also think that people should not beat themselves up for the stuff they haven't done. I mean, even if all you did was listen to this podcast, you're doing something. You're doing something about your taste. You know. (laughs) But, yeah. Look, sometimes I feel like there are some weeks this is all I can do is do this podcast. Okay? And I'm not beating myself up about it. It took me a while to get there. But in the beginning, I was like, why am I not doing X? Why am I not doing Y? Why am I forgetting these things? Why do I just feel so sluggish and not doing them? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to make myself crazy about it. Right. That's not the point. And I think that's also not the point with your psychic abilities or being a medium or however you want to label yourself. You know, if you think you have something, you go, OK, so how do I develop this? Should I be more advanced now? Should I be? Relax. Right. Yeah. If You're just realizing, listening to this, like, wait a minute, I think I'm psychic. So now it's time for you to start thinking about how can you develop this? Where are you feeling this psychicness? Do you want to have a journal? where you write down, do you only feel yeah. it when you do divination? Or do you have other moments where you have psychic? I mean, some it could be when you're cooking. I think at any point where mm-hmm. you are doing something that you know how to do, like read the cards or cook mm-hmm. or whatever it is, it could be washing your dog, right? You are physically doing things, but your mind can be free, not necessarily to think, but to kind of go into that other state. You're because, getting in like a flow state. Right. And that's when yeah. sometimes people can – get this information so maybe keep a journal and see where you're getting information from and what times are you getting information from you know and that could be a way to start without like bombarding yourself with not have to go read a million books or take a million classes or whatever
1: and i think we see in the mainstream and also in the witch community we we're always shown pictures or or stories of people who experience psychic abilities from childhood and maintain that connection through their childhood and this is it it reminds me of earlier this year we talked to uh Conwen Moore about getting into her baby witch path and and moving into an intermediate stage these people seem like experts to us because they've been doing years and years and years of work you you eventually stop being a baby witch you stop being a baby psychic when you work with something over time, and we can't bypass time. I could be an amazing artist if I practiced, but I don't practice. So I say I'm bad at art, but I'm not bad at art. I just haven't practiced. Yeah. I, we got to have a conversation about aging is what we got to do because that's okay. a whole – That's a whole thing that I think we as as witches, especially because we idolize this idea of the crone, but none of us want to like actually get there. We all want to have all of her abilities without being old.
0: I also think, though, when it comes to the crone, we are assuming that this person knows everything. And I'm sorry, I am going to go to my deathbed being a baby witch in something. I'm not going to be the expert in every single thing that's going to be impossible. I mean, maybe it is possible. I don't see it possible. I have other interests, I have other things that I do. So that's why I'm gonna say I don't think it's possible, but I'm not saying other people can't do it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on in this life not knowing a bunch of things. And I'm okay with that as long as I feel like I really have a good hands on the things that I did bother to learn. You yeah. know? Um so I think that's the other thing. We should all see ourselves as baby witches in something. There's something that we're a baby witch at. Preach. You know? Yeah. And I think that's what I like about meeting other witches, is like I don't know about stuff, but like astrology. I I could listen to you talk about people's birth charts, my own birth chart, whatever. I am never, ever going to study that. Like, I I mean I could surprise myself, but I, I yeah. doubt it, you know? So, and what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. That's why I have you. You tell me all the stuff I need to know about astrology. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and if I look back at my own path through astrology, like every single year I learn another new thing about astrology that, that makes what I did before obsolete, right? The chart readings that I did two years ago are shitty in comparison to the ones that I do now. So why wouldn't, why can't I transfer that mentality into, okay, I might not be psychic right now, but if I care about it, and i put effort into it i could be more psychic next year or the year after or 10 years from now i'm gonna blame capitalism that's what i'm gonna do that's i blame most things on capitalism
0: you know the other thing is and we've talked about this idea of reincarnation and coming back and you know figuring out what you want to do this next time around and mm-hmm. sometimes i think isn't it possible that I just was not meant to do astrology because maybe I did that in my last life. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I want to learn about plants now or I want to learn about whatever now. And, yeah. you know, this incarnation, because if you think about it, what we know spiritually is more than our bodies can handle. So in every life we are learning different things. And why wouldn't that also apply to our witchcraft? Why does it mean That if you were a witch in a past life, you have to actually be the same witch in this life. Maybe in that life, you never dedicated yourself to something. And this is your chance. This is the time that you have said, you know what? When I go back, I'm going to dedicate myself to crystals and crystals only. And there are witches that that's all they do. They do that with everything. They do Reiki crystals and they do everything they do. They do with crystals. Maybe that's what they said they wanted to do when they came here. doesn't mean that they suck at other things. But this is what they've chosen this lifetime to be dedicated to. And that's the other thing you have to think about, right? When you start to feel like I'm a terrible witch because the only thing I know is divination. Hey, maybe that was supposed to be your thing. Maybe before you came here, you said, okay, put me down for divination. I'm doing all of it. That's it. Leave me alone. And you, you're here and you're doing it. And that's exactly what you were meant to do. So enjoy what you're doing, which does yeah. not mean, like you said, you're a psychic now. You could be a better psychic. Is that you, If you feel called to that, do it. That means you were meant to do it. And I also think it's messed up. And I don't necessarily think which communities do this, but I think our society does this. When you leave college, you're going to find a career. You're going to stick to that. (laughs) You're not going to grow anymore. And then you're going to retire and play golf in Florida. Um, I don't see my life like that. And probably because I've had different jobs and I've thought about my life in different segments, what I want to do. I don't see myself retiring and going to Florida and playing golf. I don't think that that's the end. And you're right. We need to talk about aging. This is just coming we do. Right back We to have that. to. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, what does it mean? And just because you're not a better psychic now doesn't mean you can't be one at 70. Why not? Your life isn't over cool at 70. How would that be? Why can't you yeah. still learn things at 70? So... Your life
1: isn't over until your life is over. Yeah. And there are so many milestones that we get told, especially as women, oh, at you know, you you stop being attractive to men at twenty five and at thirty, you're old and all of this, all of this. I mean, actually, there was a, it was a funny TikTok comparing the Golden Girls to Sex in the City the reboot because the ages of the Golden Girls are the same ages as the women in the Sex in the City reboot. Really? Right. But like, yes, but the Golden Girls were old as hell, and the girls yeah. in the Sex in the City reboot, like. So that's just adult women yeah so it's you know we were fed all of this ideal of you you know your your life ends at all of these different ages yeah. little bits of your life disappear
0: mm-hmm.
1: no they don't no they don't
0: i mean god your psychic I abilities remember, don't
1: have to disappear
0: i remember people still saying like when you hit 30 you have to cut your hair because you can't have long hair and i yeah, remember thinking like, what wait what like, what am I supposed to do with my hair? Like, how short am I supposed to cut it? I was just, I just thought that was the most ridiculous thing. Like, I'm supposed to cut yes. it? Why? So, you're yeah, right. It's, it's just, yeah, wow. The bad. golden girls are that age? Really? Yeah.
1: See, Because like, the they're, golden they're girls in like a 55 plus community. And okay. I, I don't know how old the women in Sex and the City are off the top of my head, but they are definitely in their 50s at least. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, they're in their 50s, those women. Yeah. So that's how old the Golden Girls were. I have to look this shit up because I can't believe it. I they just look older, like a lot older. I know Sophia's supposed to be like part of it is
1: like the way society lived back then Mm. with alcohol and smoking and all of that. But part of it is aesthetics.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. They dressed like much older women.
1: And part of this is this is another big problem with the witch community is aesthetics. Right, because we like the idea, we like the image of psychics and of mediums, but we don't like the work of it.
0: And we don't trust them if they do come across our path. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, isn't that what we're trying to be? We're all psychic. Everybody, non-witches too. Everybody's got some ability, but witches are supposed to be the ones that are like, yes, I acknowledge that I have abilities and I'm going to see how I develop them and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We beat, up, we beat ourselves up a lot. We beat up other people, too, with this whole stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that, that's my whole take on, <laughs> on psychics. <cinema. laughs> I love this
1: podcast. I love podcasts like this where there's no conclusion. Because um, I think they really, like, encapsulate the witch space experience, which is we're going to talk about a thing, and we're going to tell you how we feel about it, and then you're going to go out in the world, and you're going to integrate that however you choose. There is no right answer. There's no No. right answer.
0: Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Just don't be a dick. And that's it. Yeah. If somebody else has a different definition, just go. I mean, first of all, listen, because you might learn something, right? I might learn something if somebody tells me something else. So I got to listen. I can only go based on my experiences. And I think that's the other thing. I think it's harder to sway me on things if I've experienced something than if I just have a theory about something and then someone else comes along and I go, Oh, shit, that's got a good point. But if somebody were to say something else, I'd have to really digest it because it's like I've lived this for a long time, so it would be harder. But I still want to hear other people's definitions of psychic and mediums. I want to know, are you a medium? Are you a psychic um, have you, have you had a psychic and mediumship, like upbringing? Like, I want to know all that about people. So if anybody has an experience yes. from childhood and, you know, um, how they overcame being the weirdo, what you guys did, like, I want to hear all of that. Like, I just think that is fascinating.
1: And I especially would like to hear anybody who got in touch with their psychic abilities as an adult mm, Yeah, and what that looked like, because I don't mm. think we have a lot of representation for that. And, you know, maybe if somebody reaches out and is like, hey, I was a grown-up and I'm psychic now, maybe, you know, maybe Gemini could be psychic.
0: See, so, but see, my whole argument is that you are psychic because you do divination. You're in touch with yes. that other. Uh,
1: capital, I'm thinking, like, capital B. Be psychic. Like, be like open a movie, to Bay movie? and accepting of... As opposed to just being like, oh, yeah, like, I do divination, like, haha, I'm psychic. Like, like, accept it. You know what I mean?
0: Okay. I see. Validate me, audience. (laughs) I mean, I think every witch is, I think everybody's psychic, but I think every witch is doing something with their psychic abilities. You know, whether they call it psychic or not, I think that that's what we're doing. But, again, it's because of my definition. You know, somebody else's definition is going to be different. I don't disagree with it, but I
1: haven't internalized it. Right. That's the problem. So definitely reach out to us cuz we want to hear all of your stories. Um hit us up on Instagram, email us. If you see us at events, talk to us then. Um I we love hearing from you and of course please just be patient with us. We get a lot of messages. <laughs> Um, thank you to Kana and Moore for our intro and outro music that we love so much. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us.